Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found... Major League Soccer. Welcome along. The final MLS UK show of the season. What? Yeah. <laughs> and listen, I know Atlanta have already made the playoffs, but come on, there's like six games left. No, the season's, season's over, isn't it? That's what, I, that's what I thought. Oh, I see what you're doing here. No, you see, okay, Orlando have had a nightmare, and Colorado and San Jose are out of it as well. But no, there's actually 21 other teams that are kind of still in it, loosely, with a few of them. But yeah, you can't just finish the season now. You've got to do it to the end. So we're still in it? Orlando, technically, as our image we do every week of updates on playoff stats and whatever, yeah, technically, Orlando are still in contention. Wow. We're going to win the league. We're gonna win the league, and they don't believe us. They don't believe us. They don't believe us. We're gonna win the league. Now, normally, I'll I'll sort of humour you and carry it, you know, continue with that, and and we can make a big thing of it. However, no, I'm not having that. That's that's. You, is it next week or the week after you can finally be eliminated? Now we're still in it, mate. We're powering through. All right, well, welcome to the MLS UK show. I'm Henry Hewitt. Over there is a very optimistic, <laughs> clutching at straws, Elliot Holman. Anyone got any straws left? I've run out. <laughs> um, so on this week's MLS UK show, uh, we've got a lot on, haven't we? I, I suppose we'd better look at what happened last weekend well, in I'd, MLS. I, no, it seems silly to dwell on it when we've got a, a full week of action ahead. Uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven... 12, 13, 14. You've got like 14 games this weekend. We've, we need to we need to crack on. Okay, well, we're still going to have a look back uh, <sighs> because, of course, Latan smashed it, got his 500th goal, so we need to talk about that. Uh, we're also talking about a huge game in the week. The first ever... You're going to have to pronounce this because... Campeones. 
There we go. Uh, Campione's Cup. Because coming from the north of England, my uh, accents... You can't speak English, let alone say Campione's. Campione's Cup. Uh, Toronto are playing in that, so we talk about that. We've also got five things, which includes the FIFA ratings um, and a little present for the first few LA Galaxy fans to go into their next match, I'll be telling you about as well. And then we'll be looking forward to this weekend's action, where I'm sure Elliot will be hoping that his team do a lot better. Are you playing this weekend, Orlando? Yeah, we've got Houston Dynamo, you know, home tie, uh, yeah, as we start our push for the playoffs. Wow, they're in farm, Houston. Uh, so are Orlando. <laughs> right, well, last week we did the first ever, uh, what are we going to call this part of the show? Uh, should probably plan this a little better. Yeah. Uh, um, let's call it, we think of a player and we tell you all the clubs they played for and you work out who it is. Is that a good snappy name? Rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Um, so in the first edition of We Give You a Player and all the clubs they played for and you have to work out who it is, uh, the answer was Sean St. Ledger. Yes. Former um, Colorado and Orlando City player, amongst others, obviously, uh, a Preston North End legend. Yes. Uh, so this week we're going so, to So be... Henry, this week in the We Give You a Player and all the teams they played for and you have to work out who they are, who is it? Well, it is a. We're moving on from a Preston North End legend to a Birmingham City legend. This guy loves the Midlands. He played for Aston Villa, Birmingham, and West Brom, but now resides in Major League Soccer. Who Ooh. is it? We'll tell played you at for, the end of the podcast. Played for Birmingham and Villa. And West Brom, yeah. <sighs> Controversial. You don't. Pl- <laughs> no, I'm not having that. No, it'd be like playing for Vancouver, Seattle, and Portland. That, yeah, we we don't we don't condone that. Uh, however, this is quite a big name in MLS. It is, yeah. So um, you've got until the end of the podcast to work out who it is. And that is the first part of this week's. We give you a player and all the teams they played for, and you have to work out who it is. See if you can remember that by the end when we give the reveal. Yeah, I might have to write that down. <laughs> right. So let's look back at what happened last week in MLS. Previously in MLS. Uh, let's just start with uh, start at the end, shall we? Uh, Orlando lost 4-0. Uh, anyway, so on to the other games. Uh, OK, well, we don't have to talk about that because it's the two bottom teams and... Uh, no one cares. No one cares no. about Chicago and Orlando. I can't even remember the score. Well done, Chicago. It ended 4-0. Uh, we do have to start, though. Let's be serious. What a moment it was. Latan Ibrahimovic, 500 goals. 500 goals. In his career. I was listening to the radio last night when we left work um, to a... Well, to talk sport, we can tell you they are. And uh, they were talking about, I think, Jimmy Greaves, who was a, f- a footballer in England like in the 50s or the 60s or whatever. And they were saying that he scored, he was like considered to be one of the greatest ever strikers. And he only scored like 350 goals in yeah. his career. So Zlatan has scored 500. And let's face it, he's played some, for some big teams. You're talking PSG, Man United, Barcelona, Inter Milan, Ajax. The guy is incredible. What a player. And he was never going to score a tapping, was he, for number five? <laughs> no. What, like, what are we even calling it? A, it's a roundhouse kick. He yeah. scored with a roundhouse kick. Now, the only the only thing people have been critical about this, saying that in the Premier League it, w- it wouldn't have counted, I kind of agree, but let's not take the magic away. Like, that's, that's uh, it's so inventive, so... 
like he plays off the cuff. The guy is a legend, and that finish was special. So special. What a way to get your 500th. Do you know what I say to those people who are like, oh, it wouldn't have been allowed in the Premier League? Stop being boring! Yeah, also, hello, this isn't the Premier League. Um, just to give you a few stats, uh, Lionel Messi, goals 556. If Messi's like the greatest of all time, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm a massive Messi fan, he scored 556. Zlatan, Zlatan's up there. He's yeah. up there. He scored 500 goals. Um, what an incredible career as well. Milan, Barcelona. I will always, always remember the bicycle kick that he scored against England for Sweden. Unbelievable. I was about to go out clubbing, about to go to a party, uh, having some pre-drinks. Everyone was uh, watching the England game. And all of a sudden, this guy just... And I was just like, who was that? And I'll be honest, I kind of went off him at that point. (laughs) But uh, he's very welcome in MLS. He's certainly arrived on the scene. 500 goals, massive achievement. Zlatan, the king. Yeah, and considering the game ended 5-3 to Toronto, I mean, it was going to take something special to take away from that. Um, Did you see what Zlatan said about Michael Bradley as well? No. They had a bit of a scuffle towards the end, and uh, basically Zlatan said, I've scored more goals than he's played games. (laughs) Get back in your box. And uh, which I think is just Zlatan, and that's that's brilliant. I support that, fully support that. Uh, So the game itself, Toronto 5, LA Galaxy 3. Toronto now nine points off the playoffs. There's 18 points to play for. Is is it a bit too late now, or can they do it? I, I think it's I think it's done. I think a lot rests on this uh, this new trophy, which we're going to talk about in a bit because I think that's going to be a big opportunity to continue this this run of silverware for Toronto. I I do think it's too late, I'll be honest with you. They're six points off. LA Galaxy now nine points off the playoffs. How, what, like five games left? I think the ship might have sailed. Um, well, yeah, LA Galaxy's next three games, I think, are Seattle, Vancouver and SKC. So mm. they're three really difficult games. They're obviously... Siggy Schmidt went last week, whether he was sacked or whether he left on his own accord, we still kind of don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I mentioned last week about consistency. LA Galaxy don't really have it. And I think this result in um, uh, you know at the weekend epitomised LA Galaxy's season where it's been exciting, don't get me wrong. Mm. They will score goals, but they'll also concede him. And that's just where they are. They're about 7th of 8th, and I think that's where they're going to finish. I think if... If LA played in a game where there was eight goals a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, they'd be they'd be winning it. They'd be coming out on top by by one goal. They'd be outscoring the opponent as they did so often. For me, I think they've had a positive season. I think you have to look at the fact that they've built on last year. It it was a it was a dreadful season last year. There's there's no. There's no two ways about it. They're in, you know, they're in the same position as Orlando are in now. I know how that feels, and so to to build on that, um, you're right. Even if they don't make the playoffs, they've got themselves out of out of that mess. And there were signs of encouragement. There were some really strong periods of their season that they can look back on and and build for next year. But nine points off the playoffs with with only a few games left, I I think it might have sailed. And we discussed last week that the West seems to be pretty much decided. Um, not to bring it back to Orlando. Well, let's let's group oh. Orlando with Chicago and San Jose and Colorado and whatever. 
As a supporter of one of those I'm clubs... I'm pulling Minnesota into that as well. OK, Minnesota as well. As a supporter of one of those clubs that are at the bottom and in the next few weeks will be eliminated, if you have a season like LA next year, LA Galaxy next year, finish... Well, push the playoffs, but probably finish about 7th, maybe 8th, but within touching distance of the playoffs, would you be happy? I think it's all relative. LA Galaxy have been there and they've done it, and that season was a one-off shocker for them. With Orlando having still never made the playoffs, you're looking at it's going to be the fifth season now. It's, it's I think there's a lot, lot, lot more pressure on Orlando because of, of the nature of the defeat against Chicago. It was down tools, fully tools were downed, and no, no player on that pitch seemed to care. And so I think they're in a different situation where every single year Orlando have massive, massive pressure to make the playoffs. Okay, what about? Um, Colorado then and Chicago and Minnesota and San Jose do you think for them? For me Minnesota are in the same boat as Orlando yeah San Jose Colorado have had former glory and so will rightly feel that they should be uh, they should return to it as soon as possible but once again I would still argue that Orlando and Chicago have shown a lot more this season than Colorado and San Jose. I think Colorado and San Jose are in a whole nother world of terrible. <laughs> uh, Orlando have had flashes this season since James O'Connor's come in. Uh, they've they've tried a different style, which uh, actually to watch is, has been good, apart from the Chicago game. Colorado and San Jose have been pretty consistently poor, and I think that's being kind. Next year, they they would take that LA Galaxy spot where where the, where the Galaxy are now to be to be within reach. They they would be happy with that. So you're saying there's only Chicago maybe that would out of those five teams you mentioned would actually be wanting a bit more. I think we'll see that the more that this goes on. If you look back in the past, the more that that we do this podcast over the next couple of years, you'll see this. You'll see the rotations. You only have to go back a few years and, and look at where teams were finishing. Obviously, you didn't have the likes of Atlanta and NYC and Orlando and Minnesota. But there's a real rotation between teams finishing at the bottom, teams finishing at the top, teams that, that won it, not even getting into the playoffs. We've, we're seeing that with Toronto this year. Uh, Seattle have, have crept back. I I think... A club like Chicago, for a club like Chicago, it's almost just it's part of that. It's part of that process. Um, I'd expect them to be to be strong next year. I, li- I like the squad. I think they've got a good squad. Same with Orlando on paper. I'd, I'm rather happy with the squad. It's it's just one of those bizarre uh, bizarre times. But we see so much rotation over the years. Uh, like we just discussed, Galaxy um, Galaxy last year improving this year. I wouldn't be surprised if next year a team like New York, Atlanta, SKC, Dallas, I wouldn't be surprised if, if there was another switch there. Yeah. Um, well, I think I think the mo- the team that surprised me the most down there is Chicago, just because they I think they've got the players. They've got Schweinsteiger, Nikolic, so you know... Um, Katai, they've got really good players, so for them to be down there is poor. They've certainly fallen away towards mm. the same as Orlando. Like they were always at least kind of in and around it, and have now just really, really dropped away. The same as Orlando. I feel like Orlando have done it more in style, though. Then, <laughs> you know, you haven't really noticed Chicago's sort of 
dropped down. Uh, I don't know whether other stuff was happening in the league, so it kind of went unnoticed a bit. But you, you noticed Orlando's a lot more. Um, I win for Toronto, though, so they'll, we'll see if they can follow that up in the Campiones Cup. See him learning. Good, good effort, that. Uh, right, Colorado Rapids versus Atlanta. This was uh, the first match of the weekend. If you ignore DC beating Minnesota, which was kind of last week. Mm. Anyway, um, Colorado now eliminated. They've lost the last four. They've not scored. Uh, sorry, they've, yeah, they've lost the last four. They've not scored in them. They've conceded 13 without scoring. Um, <laughs> it was an empty stadium. It was. I watched it, and it wasn't nice to watch, really. It was the first half for me because I'm an Atlanta fan. But As an MLS enthusiast, it's not nice to see, No, is it? it's an empty stadium, and it just. it was just walking pace really for Atlanta once they got ahead um, so it wasn't nice to see it was like a training session and it does the Colorado are a side a bit like uh, Orlando who just and San Jose actually who just look like they've down tools games up let's just see the season out uh, yeah I have nothing to add on this game we, we've discussed Colorado's defence um, it's probably the only defence worse than Orlando's uh, we've discussed Atlanta enough very good side. This was a, an easy prediction. Easy money. Atlanta to win the Shield for me. Okay. Um, just a quick one. So, Miggy Almiron. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's shone at the weekend. He got uh, two of the goals. Do you think Almiron's had a better season this season or last season? I think he gained a lot more headlines last season. Mm. Uh, I think this year he would still be running that midfield for pretty much every side in MLS. The reason I ask is because, uh, yeah, he got more headlines last year. Hmm. Now, do you think he scored more goals this year or last year? This year. He scored 11, he scored 9 last year. Uh, What about assists? I think it was a very, very slow start this year, and that's why a few people, not got on his back, but a few people were kind of like, oh, one season wonder. Hmm. Uh, But he's come back in style. What about assists? I think he's got more this year as well. And he got two. He's got two more last year, but obviously there's games left. So, it real on paper, Almiron has had a very similar seasons last season. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because of Martinez, he's kind of gone under the radar a bit. I think they've both kicked on. It's been interesting from a to, to sort of watch it as a. Uh, I was going to say as a neutral, um, but <laughs> uh, Martinez has avoided injuries and so uh, has therefore broken the record that we said he would at the start of the season. Um, and and Almiron's been a massive part of that. And whoever comes in with a bid for one of those players, it's going to be brave to split them up. Yeah, it is. And it's going to be interesting to see how they replace them. I think we've... Almiron's a great player, but I think with Barco, maybe they've got a ready replacement for Almiron. Do you think? I, Do you think Barco's at that level? I, no, I don't think he is. But I think that next season, he will be getting there. I'd put... Watching Barco, I put Barco now at probably a similar point to where I first saw Almiron at the start of last season. Hmm. See, I just the... don't think he's got the pace that Almiron has. That's what they'll miss. But Villalba has the pace, so maybe he can do it. I'm just cautious in terms of uh, filling filling boots in, in MLS. We've seen it with uh, with Kleschen this year, for example, leading leading assists last year. Now, if you're if you're part of your game, is spotting a pass, playing it. It doesn't matter too much. I don't. I, I'm not saying completely, but it doesn't matter too much about the players around you. If you've got that skill, you're bringing players into the game constantly. Now, Kleschen's stats haven't dropped this year because Dwyer isn't finishing the goals. 
they've dropped because he's not doing what he did. No. And so I'm al- I'm always cautious in in carrying form over into into the next season. Whether Barco could step up, whether Almiron could move and and reproduce it, I'm always always going to be skeptical. But I predict that both of those guys. Uh, seriously, unfortunately, will will depart MLS and and be playing in Europe. And of course, you're right about form because we've seen this year Zardes huh. has been playing really well. Where last year he was awful. It was all of yeah, but it was all the pressure of being on the journey on FIFA. Of course, yeah. Alex Hunter has taken it away from him. Um, <laughs> good win this for Montreal Impact. One, this was a huge game in the playoff picture, and they went to Philadelphia Union, who have been playing well. Philadelphia. And Montreal, 4-1 winners. 4-1 for Montreal. Um, Philly a fifth, Montreal now sixth. Philly have got a game in hand, so it was crucial that Montreal got that win on the road. I, I'm, I'm like, I have to be honest, I'm loving the response from Montreal in the second half of this season. Yeah, because you were, recovery. you were, as much as you like to say that Wayne Rooney, oh, I was like Team Rooney for DC and saying that he was going to be a great player for them. On the other side of it, you were also... Montreal's biggest I was the biggest critic yeah. but but mainly of Remy Gard and and that was due to his performances in um you know whilst managing in the Premier League for for Aston Villa but I, this is different to the Rooney thing in that I'm glad to be proven wrong I'm glad that it, they were falling let's be honest they were in a terrible terrible run of form he stopped it and not only did he stop it he turned it around and he's got them into that playoff picture now they're four points clear of DC United, who, of course, have got a game in hand. It's going to be very, very tight, this. I think a lot of people have looked at DC and secretly want them to do it because it would be a great story. And I think it might be Montreal that suffer if they do. OK. Well, we'll have to keep our eye on that one. I, I agree with you. I think DC are going to do it. But I think that might be because, um, I don't know, I'm a, a, a romantic for the whole Wayne Rooney sort of coming in and getting them to the playoffs. I'm so, so here for Rooney arriving, turning yeah. it around and getting them into the MLS Cup final and maybe winning it. Never know. I'm sure Seattle will have something to say on that <laughs> with their run, which we'll talk about in a, just in a moment. But first... And we're not going to talk about this match as a as a as a spectacle because we're not here for nil nils, so we're not going to give that match any light of day. Boo! We don't have our boo, so we're going to have boo! to boo. boo! Uh, regular listeners of the MLS UK show will know we normally have production. We haven't had it for a few weeks because we're in the box studio, and we normally have a boo button which we press for nil nils. We haven't got it, so we're going to have to. Boo our, Boo. do our own boos. Um, however, what I noticed was I was going through the matches and I was like, we haven't had a nil-nil in ages. And we looked, and it, is it 73 games? 73 games since the last nil-nil tie. So FC Dallas and Columbus crew, shame on you. It seems to be Columbus a lot. Four times this season, Columbus. We will be shaming them on social media at some point, probably at the end of the season, we need to do our end of season like awards. We will shame Columbus unless the team beats them on nil nils, but it does seem to be them quite a lot. <laughs> what uh, do they win? Like most boring team? Yeah. <laughs> Which maybe with everything going around Columbus crew at the moment might not be great for us to promote that they are the most boring team. But um, 73 games. So the last weekend in July, that was the last nil nil yeah. in MLS, which is incredible. I don't think you'd get that in any other league. Since then, I. I we did two more podcasts. Yeah. I flew to the States, was yeah. there for two weeks, come back, we've done three podcasts and then there was another nil nil. It was the weekend 
before the All-Star game. Yeah. And the All-Star game seems like months and months Crazy. ago. Crazy. Um, but uh, both of those sides, FC Dallas now second in the West, but still Columbus are points ahead. They will make the playoffs. Hopefully they won't play each other in the playoffs because we don't want another nil-nil. <laughs> uh, Houston Dynamo 4, Portland Timbers 1. This is my moment to kind of uh, take some praise here because I said that I did fancy Houston to get a decent result. Roma Cabrera did say uh, two weeks ago that they're playing for pride, and I was like, oh, we've seen this before. There's nothing to play for. They'll play really well. And they spanked Portland Timbers 4-1. I mean, who saw that result coming? See, I I predicted a win for Portland because they're not safe. They're, They're still in this playoff fight. They're sixth. They're only four points clear of Vancouver. You've got the Galaxy behind as well. Seattle have have jumped in there and they've got two games in hand. Yeah. So Portland not entirely safe just yet and that's a big big knock. It is. I think it's a bad day at the office. I think they will come back. However, they need to come back because I think for a team like Portland, they've played really well this season. They had unbeaten run records and whatever. For them to drop out at the end mm. would not be good. Uh RSL 1 Minnesota 1 um We'd have probably put our mortgages. I don't have one, you do. So you'd have put your mortgage on RSL winning this. Not moved in yet, so I've not <laughs> even paid one pound off yet. Well, you'd have put the the whole mortgage on RSL winning. They needed four goals to break the three game scoring record. You're just losing me half a million quid. <laughs> you can't do that. Um, LA Galaxy years ago got 15 goals in three games, and that was the record. RSL were on. Uh, 12 after their 6-2 against LA Galaxy mm. and 6-0 at Colorado. They drew 1-1 against Minnesota. They had the chances. It wasn't that, you know, it wasn't without trying. However, credit to Minnesota on this because they're, they're, still, they're still putting in performances despite the fact it looks like they probably won't make the playoffs. It's the, it's the pride thing again. Uh, it's a it's a good it's a good result for for Minnesota. I actually think it's a it's a waste for RSL. If you look at the uh, look at the West, RSL are fourth. They've got forty five points. They're only a couple of points off LAFC, um, and five points off FC Dallas in second. Six points off SKC. Now they still had time to go for a real push, get themselves a real high seed. Look, I'm just going to throw it out there. Could even be pushing. That's tight, that, that West still. They could yeah. still be pushing for some silverware there to, to top the conference. And yes, Minnesota have done well. Yes, they've got a good result. But for me, RSL are a strong side. And that really is two points dropped that could have put them into third place and started to really, really mount a real big push for the playoffs. Yeah, well, they're stronger at Real Tinto, aren't they? So we, we always say that. I think mm. they've only won two, maybe three away. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's point, points lost. But RSL will get the playoffs. And if they can manage to get a home draw, you would not bat them to lose against anyone. Just you know what's interesting as well? Do you know um, LA absolutely turned RSL over at Rio Tinto at the start of the season? Yeah. How important is that now? Because yeah. LA are in third, just a couple of points ahead. Yeah. Um LA FC got a draw, which we'll talk about in a moment. However, I lo- this is like the turnaround of all turnarounds. Seattle, Seattle, yeah. nine wins in a row. We, talk- I just, I feel like I want to clap. They do deserve a clap. We spoke to a Seattle fan earlier on in the season, and and this was when they were 
Where Toronto were at the time, it was kind of Seattle and Toronto. People were laughing at them because they've been in the MLS Cup final last two years. And he said, he said, Seattle play better in the second half. And Seattle, we need to average, I think he said average like two points a game. Well, they're averaging three points a game in the last nine games. And they're in the playoffs. And we put the odds up for MLS Cup uh, on our Twitter page at MLS UK Show like last week. Seattle are about five or six favourite. Yeah. I'll tell you what, personally, I would have them a lot higher up because I think this run is continuing. And who would bet against them at the moment? I think it's really difficult. When I was making the um, the images for the, for these odds for the for the playoffs, it kind of occurred to me, why would you not just back the team that had the highest odds because at the end of the day, we spend our whole season saying how ridiculous this league is, how impossible it is to predict. And these are just one-off games in, in the mm. playoffs. You know, if, even over two legs, there's no reason why... You know, we've seen teams, even this week, Toronto 5-3, Houston 4-1, um, SKC 5-1. You do that in the first leg, they're not coming back. You're right. I think this is what... I can't wait for the playoffs for these moments. I mean, sure, the second leg is going to be a bit <laughs> annoying. But that's the thing. It could happen. They could lose 5-1 and then they could win 5-1 and it goes to extra time. Mm. Uh, but the thing that's impressing me with Seattle, obviously winning nine in a row, they're going to win some away games. They went to Vancouver at the weekend, won 2-1. That's a tough place to go and they've pulled out a result. If now there was a second leg, you'd fancy Seattle to win probably, I'd predict, like 3-1. This is the good performances, really big wins they're having. Although I've got one thing I need to say. Go on. Have you seen Rui Diaz's hair? No. It is. It's like the like a mullet, but it's as if you won't know this because you don't watch The Simpsons. <laughs> However, in one of The Simpsons episodes, in one of The Simpsons episodes, uh, they get a baseball player. They're, they're playing baseball. Get a baseball. I think he's called Manningly. Anyway, so Mr. Burns says he needs to shave his sideburns, and he keeps on shaving up and up and up and up, and he keeps on going to him, going, "Shave those sideburns!" He's like, "I've not got any sideburns." That's what it's like. Basically, the side of his head is shaven, and the top is just this sort of mullet. And I know he scored two at the weekend and he's been playing well, but he needs to sort that out. I'm just uh, looking on images. He likes to change his hair a lot, let's just say that. Well, at least when Martinez does it, he like looks cool with a silver in and stuff. Oh, I found a picture. Yeah, that's dreadful. It's an awful that haircut. Is dreadful. I watched a bit of the game at the weekend and he scored. I'm like, oh, they've scored. And then looked and thought, sorry, sorry, no, no. You can't celebrate with that hair. Do you know what he looks like? A terrible, terrible Sergio Aguero from, like, 2014. <laughs> oh, he's playing like the Sergio Aguero at the moment. <laughs> uh, so, 2-1. Well done, Seattle. Nine in a row. We'll see if they can make that ten. They've Come on, got Seattle. The Come on, DC. What a story. What a story that would be. Uh, Vancouver, though, still in it. Seventh. So, you know... <laughs> Vancouver's Vancouver. They've, I'm sure they've been about seventh. They're between fifth and ninth all season mm. they will finish there so four let's... points off putting pressure on the timbers yeah so let's see if they can finish above the dotted line uh right we need to discuss this we've been clamoring for this if that's even the right word to use all season especially you san jose earthquakes elliot holman i'm leaving this to you <sighs> right first of all lost 5-1 to sporting kansas city i mean yes skc are top of the west it's still tight though 
Um, we've seen that the West is the weaker conference anyway. So if you were to put SKC into the East, they would be third, just ahead of New York City. I'd probably put SKC about a similar level to Columbus, so I think that's about right. Yeah. Um, and to lose at home 5-1 against any team is is awful. It's not acceptable. I've been saying all season, what are they doing? Why haven't they pulled the trigger? Why haven't they changed the manager? What are they doing? What's the plan here? What are they hoping to achieve? And now I'm just confused because with five games to go, they've decided to do it. And what's, what's the point? Their season ended so long ago, it should have just been done there and then. I mean, ideally, you do it before your season's over and try and give yourself a chance. But there's been so many opportunities where you'd be like, surely they're going to do it now. Surely. And then it got to the point where I was like, oh, they're obviously just going to wait till the end of the season. And then they did it. What's, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I think attacking San Jose have got really good players and I do like them attacking defence, though. The weekend was poor. It was poor. Three of SKC's goals were just in behind the defence. And it was, it, it was similar to like the Atlanta goals against Colorado, another team that have just given up. And that's the vibe I got from it. You know, I I I'm, I agree with you. I can't really say much else. San Jose have just been poor. Like they were looking for the first back-to-back wins at the week at the weekend, and they lost five-one. So that tells you where their head is. You know, at the moment. But you, you bring a coach in now. What's the What's the point for five games when you could have brought somebody in with twelve, fifteen games? I think I think with fifteen mm. games to go, it was quite clear they were in a terrible position halfway through the season they were in a dreadful run and down the bottom i just i just think this is really really poor from the club you you have to make change you can't change the players so you have to change the coach it's not working and now it just seems pointless I can't argue with you but i think this is mls if if it's in say europeanly they like to bring someone in you know, they think, right, it's over, bring someone in, he can work with them and then start again in the summer. I think MLS is that different and with teams that if you finish bottom, you get the first draft pick and whatever. I think it's not really beneficial to have someone in to just at this point before the end of the season. That's why you've seen LA Galaxy and San Jose. It's the, I mean, I, I know uh, Steve Ralston's been technically put as head coach, but whether that's going forward or not, I don't know. But... Um, yeah, I just yeah, just my attitude. My attitude towards the the San Jose situation is halfway through the season, you were in a bad place. Now other teams pulled the trigger; they made the move because it wasn't acceptable, wasn't what they were hoping for. Whether that's Orlando, there's been change involuntary at other clubs such as, such as New York and um, no, but both New York clubs and Portland as well. If you're halfway through the season and things aren't going right and you don't change the coach, that's you saying, "All right, I believe in him. I think, I think he's he's the one. I think we stick with him until the end of the season." To just now change the coach with five games left, I, I don't understand it. They're gonna finish bottom. They will finish bottom of the league. We look at that Colorado result. 3-0 against Atlanta and we're not surprised because you know Colorado are having a dreadful season but even they're above San Jose 
Yeah. They're just in a whole new world of rubbish, and it just needed to be done so long ago. Well, we'll see how they finish this season. Uh, see if they can get off the bottom, because I'm sure Colorado are going to be fighting with them, like Chicago and Orlando uh, in the other conference, Colorado versus San Jose for worst team and gets first draft pick. We've won the first draft pick, which I'm happy about. Um, let's run through these quickly, because we've got loads to talk about still, and it's been such an eventful weekend that we've we spoke so much about last weekend. LAFC versus New England Revolution. It was uh, Lee Gwynn's first game against New England Revolution. Didn't really make the headlines, uh, and this draw was... LAFC had a lot of chances, but I think New England were, were well-deserved the point, personally. Yeah, and, and New England, five points off off the playoffs, and I know we're, we're mentioning the playoffs a lot, but as we get to this business end, that's, that's what it's all about. Five points off the playoffs, um, season's still alive with that result, which is crucial. And last but certainly not least, this for me was the game of the weekend. And I know Toronto v LA Galaxy was a great game, but this for me had DC United versus New York York Revolution, New York Red Bulls. And I I don't know whether it was the Rooney versus BWP sort of thing that kept me entertaining in this, but DC went in the lead three times. New York Red Bulls, well, Bradley Wright Phillips came back three times, (laughs) got a hat trick. This was a great game, and this shows for me how much DC have improved. The fact that they're playing New York Red Bulls, and it was it, it you could not uh, if you was to say one team's seventh and the other team's top, you I for me you couldn't you can't tell the difference between them. Yeah, no no teams won more games than than Red Bulls this year, and so when you're DC, when you've got this whole new outlook, this new approach, this charge that they're on, they are. They are the team that that you want to come to Audi Field and and you want to get a result against, and they did themselves proud. You know, yes, yes, they let them back in the game three times, but they didn't get beaten. Their attacking play has improved so much. They're passing around the area. It's one touch passing. They all know the jobs. Rooney's there. He can hold up the ball and play it off for uh, Ariola and Acosta and Assad to come in. It's so good to watch. And DC, from now, compared to when they were on that field, that park, uh, at the start of the season, uh, the soccerplex or whatever it was called is so much different and it's so good to see and we've been told we've only been watching MLS really for two three seasons we've been told of oh DC they're one of the, the bigger names in MLS heritage heritage they've won like so many MLS cups and we're looking and thinking what this team have they've got a giant shirt behind the goal but it's so nice to see them now new stadium playing really well and this is the DC that we've been told, told about, so it's really good to watch. Big year next year, but this year's not over yet. It isn't. Right. We have a new cup competition. It involves two teams. How do you say it? The Campeones Cup. <laughs> Toronto uh, are taking on Tigres from Mexico. So this is the uh, the winner of the Mexican League and the winner of the uh, Major League Soccer play- playoff final it's kind of like a super cup yeah uh and i like this because there's obviously a huge rivalry between north america and mexico uh, in many 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 ways uh and in terms of soccer they're always always someone's always determined to uh prove themselves as the the dominant force uh and for me this is this is good this is interesting because i get to support a team that aren't 
Orlando and might actually win a game. Uh, the whole of MLS, I'm sure, will will be getting behind Toronto because you know that rivalry is big. MLS MLS want to show that they're the the superior league. So um, it's happening at BMO Field. Tigres are coming over and they're they're fighting it out, battling it out in the first ever Campeones Cup. Can you do us a favour? Mm. Can you not support Toronto because they might win then? Uh, no, I think yeah, this is uh, this is a chance for MLS to really uh, kind of get their own back a bit because we've we've spoke before about the uh, the Champions League and uh, MLS team has only won it like twice. They've not won it for so many years, uh, and it always seems to be Mexican teams. And obviously, Toronto were in the final. They didn't quite do it this year against the Mexican team. So this is uh, will be a nice little way for MLS to stamp some authority on it. And it'll give them confidence as well going into next year, uh, which Toronto are in the Champions League again. Maybe give them some confidence that they can go all the way this time. And, and just to... Just to um... To point out, a lot of people are sort of not particularly bothered. It's a new competition. It's got no history whatsoever. Um, but this is important. This is really, really important that, that we get behind Toronto, that we show Mexico, uh, Liga MX, what we're made of, um, that the MLS is one of the greatest leagues in the world. It's the dominant force in North America. And I think Toronto can do this. I think, I think they can do it. They've got the home advantage. Bring it on. Yeah, I'm excited to see who's going to be battling it out next year as well. Is it going to be Atlanta? Is it going to be New York Red Bulls? Is Wayne Rooney going to be MLS Cup winner? Oh, man. Taking on the Campeones Cup final as well. We can <laughs> uh, dream. We can dream. We can dream. Good luck to Toronto. Uh, right, should we have a look at five things you may have missed from MLS this week? Let's do it. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Uh, first of all, the FIFA ratings, we spoke about it briefly last week. They've been announced now, so we know the 30 top players in MLS. Elliot Holman, would Can you like... Can we play higher or lower? OK. Would you like to have a guess, first of all, who's number one? Gobby's Latan. It is. Latan's on 85. OK, so we can't do a higher or lower. Well, actually, this would be a bit easy for you then. So, uh, right, Latan's 85. He's the top-ranked MLS player in FIFA 19. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay, let's make it easy then. Joseph Martinez, higher or lower? Lower. What do you reckon he's got? What was Latan? 85. 82. 81. Uh, Martinez is 581. Fella, 81. Giovinco, 82. Villa, 82. And then Zlatan, 85. See? Google it. Zlatan's (laughs) three higher. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Um, what about when it gets to like the thirtieth minute and he's shattered? Depends what pitch you're playing on. True. Elsewhere in MLS this week, moving quickly. How many things left in five things? Uh, there's uh, four, I think. I can't count today. Uh, RSL have signed Nader Manua. He uh, played for Manchester City and he spent the last seven years, I think, at QPR. Mm-hmm. Uh, central defender. RSL are known for their attacking. I don't think necessarily, apart from the LAFC result, they've they've been uh, they've really had a hiding. I can't remember, you know, I, I can't remember one. But we do always say that you want goals, go to RSL. So that tells you that they do concede some. So hopefully for them, he'll tighten it up. Uh, they did it just before the 2018 roster freeze deadline. Uh, and funnily enough, I was listening to, I was watching Bolton a few weeks ago, and on local radio they cover. 
uh, Bolton, Man United, Man City, uh, Wigan and Berry and other teams in the area. So they actually spoke to Nader Manua and he was saying he was looking for a club, but he had one in the pipeline and he was very excited about it and it was RSL. Wow. Uh, elsewhere, Tim Howard... He is distracting himself from Colorado's absolute awful season. Uh, he's bought into a fifth-tier club from England. This is the conference, the fifth-tier. Uh-huh. Um, Dagenham and Redbridge. So they've been taken over by a consortium, and Tim Howard is part of that consortium. Wow, he's conceded 53 goals this year, so probably for the best he moves to the conference is he might get a game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. It, it's this Tim Howard's obviously looking, he's getting old now, he's looking towards uh, his future, uh, what he's going to do after soccer, so maybe he's going to be uh, a businessman. Not popular in England, is he, Tim Howard? Mm. Everyone who's worked with him said he wasn't very nice. Really? I yeah. didn't know that. Uh, he was at Man United and Everton once. Yeah, everyone at, at the two clubs said he's not a very nice man. Oh, right, well, good luck, Dagenham and Redbridge. Uh, that's one team, by the way, Dagenham and Redbridge. Some people get confused, thinking mm. it's two. Um, elsewhere, LA Galaxy, the first 10,000 fans into their game against the Vancouver Whitecaps in a few weeks, will be getting a Zlatan God of Goals poster. Look at this. They've. Uh, it's kind of like, a, how would you describe that? Petrifying. Like a Hercules kind of thing. Mm. Um, so he's got that post. They've made a poster with Zlatan on it. And uh, the first 10,000 people who go to their game against Vancouver will get one. So uh, feel free, if you're an LA Galaxy fan, to uh, go, go in, get one, and then come back out, put a moustache on, get one, and send it us. Because, I, I mean, that is a scary poster, but I would like one. Yeah, it's a nice bit of memorabilia, that. Send it our way, please. Um and I think we're up to number five. Let's just say we're up to number five. Wayne Rooney has revealed the real reason why he left for DC United. It's because Everton's owner did not want him there. I don't get that. I no. don't get that. He said he went into Sam Allardyce and he said, listen, I'm not young. I'm not a young kid, just be honest with me. And Sam said, if you, if I'm here next year, you will be playing a role, but it's a smaller role. However, it's not down to me, it's down to the owner. I don't think he wants you here. And then the owner told him eventually, said, no, I don't want you here, so go to America. I don't understand this, though. So for those who maybe don't know the, the Wayne Rooney story, Arsenal, back in the day, when they were literally invincible on an incredible run, were stopped, finally brought to an end by a very, very young Wayne Rooney when he came on to make his Everton debut, scored an amazing goal and instantly grabbed the headlines, became an Everton hero instantly. Obviously has, has gone on to play for Manchester United, been England captain, and it was lovely to see him return to Everton. And everybody at Everton was so happy to have him back. Yeah. Apart from the owner, that was really sad. It's yeah. really sad. But look at him now. Well, he's going to win the MLS Cup. Rooney said his dream was, because Everton haven't won a trophy since like 1995, and he said his dream was to win one with them uh, before he retired. But he's just going to have to win the MLS Cup instead. Mm. Um, shall we have a look at what's happening this weekend in MLS? Let's do it. This week in MLS. MLS, there's quite a few games this week, starting on... Um, Wednesday, sorry, Wednesday night, Thursday morning here in the UK. Of course, we've got the Toronto game. That's a quarter past one in MLS. Good luck if you're staying up because all three games, there's one at half three and then there's two at 4 a.m. 
So you probably have to, yeah, just get up early. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Why have we decided to do this? Like, we've chosen the league that has games kicking off at 4am. I, the other day, had, uh, I think it was Saturday, maybe, um, or Sunday. I was just chilling out, day off, and I noticed that there was, like, some Chinese Super League on, and that was at half 12, and I was thinking... They're playing their matches at a good time for us. Why didn't we do like the mm. Chinese Super League UK show? Coming next year, the Chinese Super League UK. Uh, and they've got some big players play there. Yeah, like, remember Oscar who played for Chelsea? He plays for one of the nah, teams. No, I'm not interested in these Premier League sellouts who go play in China. No. Let's, let's stop this joke there. We're back, we're back to MLS. And there's no Timbers Joey. Timber Joey. There's no Timber Joey. There's no Timber Joey. Um, Portland Timbers uh, against Columbus Crew. They'll be hoping that Mr. Joey uh, will be chopping up some of his log. <laughs> <laughs> As they look to get back to winning ways. Uh, let's start our predictions. We didn't mention before, predictions, mm. you won again. Yes! Don't call it a comeback. But the comeback is on. I was winning 11-2 at one point. Now it's 11-5. You've won the last three weeks. I thought it was weird that you didn't mention it, but I was like, I'm not going to bring it up because I've probably lost. No, we were level going into the last two games on the Sunday night. Uh, I think you said a DC draw and I said Red Bulls would win. And then I said it would be 0-0 in the Chicago-Orlando <laughs> game. You said Chicago will win, so you got... Because you got the correct outcome in both, you got five points, so therefore you won 30 points. To so 20. what's the score now? Uh, 11-5. See? Don't call it a comeback, but the comeback is on. Six weeks left. I can do this. I can do this. If you believe in me, tweet me. Help me out with some scores. Send me your predictions, please, at MLS UK Show. The comeback's on. Don't call it a comeback. So go on. What do you think then? Portland Timbers versus Columbus Crew. Where's it going? one all. Portland will get back to any ways. I'm going 2-1. Timbers. Seattle Sounders, Philadelphia Union. Come on, they've got to make it 10 in a row, right? Yeah, I'm back in Sounders here. I'm going 2-0. 3-1, Sounders. San Jose Earthquakes versus Atlanta United. <laughs> we were saying... Bloodbath. <laughs> we were saying, we know MLS. We know what it's like. And we know that San Jose have only won four games all season. They will get a result against Atlanta. And it will annoy the hell out of me. Right. 3-0, Atlanta. I've got to agree with you. I think San Jose Earthquakes will score, actually, but I think it'll be 4-1 to Atlanta. Seattle. Oh, no, we did that one. <laughs> um, right, so this is the actual weekend now. Saturday evening here in the UK. It's half eight. It's LAFC versus San Jose Earthquakes. We're not getting into any Cali Classical debate or whatever because you like to tell us off when we, we call things that to us seem logistically right but apparently aren't. Oh, the abuse we get. It's not worth it, mate. It's just yeah. LAFC versus San Jose Earthquakes. It's no big deal. Um, I mean, welcome to the job for the San Jose Earthquakes manager. Atlanta at home and then LAFC away. I'm going to have to go 4 now to LAFC. 3-1. To LAFC? Yeah. Just to clarify. <laughs> Uh, Red Bulls versus Toronto FC. I, I do think this is Toronto's last chance. I don't think they can afford another defeat before the end of the season. 2 0, New York Red Bulls. Um, I think 3 2 to Red Bulls. Just I think Toronto will score, especially after scoring five last week, but I just think Red Bulls will be too strong for them. 
Um, right, moving into Sunday morning here in uh, the United Kingdom. Atlanta United versus RSL. Seems like ages that Atlanta have been at home. Do you know what? I'm going to go two all. I'm going to go Atlanta, but that wouldn't surprise me, actually. I was thinking 1-1, but I'm going to go Atlanta and I think it'd be 3-1. Uh, a stupid thing for me to do because I'm trying to make it interesting yet I can't really afford to make it interesting <laughs> obviously you should be back in Atlanta here but yeah I just I just wonder whether they could potentially potentially get a draw RSL wouldn't surprise me uh, Columbus Crew versus Colorado Rapids um, I don't think this is going to be 0-0 I'll be honest with you 3-0 Columbus Crew um, I'm going to go yeah, I think Colorado, in recent weeks, they've just not been at it. So I think 4-0. No, 4-1. I think they'll score. 4-1 to Columbus Crew. Uh, Montreal Impact versus New York City. NYC had a week off last week, but their form has not been great. Can they get back to winning ways against a Montreal side whose form includes two wins in a row, away at Philadelphia and a win at home to Red Bulls? I'm saying one all. I think 2-1 to Montreal, me. I think they're going to do it again. Okay. New England Revolution versus Chicago Fire. In form, Chicago Fire. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say 2-1 New England. Um, I think this will be 1-1. I can see Chicago Fire actually going 1-0 up and then Revolution just equalised near the end. (laughs) Orlando City. Won one in about how many games? 20, is it? Listen, there's a kid playing college soccer who quite clearly is incredible, who they've got their eye on, and they won him. They won that first draft pick. And so this, that's my explanation for the season. This will be a 3-1 victory for Houston Dynamo. We'll score just to make it look like we're interested. You don't want to get done for corruption. Uh, 2-2. I think you'll get a draw. I hope not. <laughs> uh, Minnesota United versus Portland Timbers. Again, it seems like Minnesota haven't been at home for a while, but they're normally quite good at home at the TCF Bank. I think Portland need to pull it out of the bag, and I think they will. I think it'll be 2-1. Two, two, I think Portland will win against Columbus, but I think even though I, I do think that Portland will get in the playoffs, I think they'll make it quite interesting. So I think Minnesota will win. And I think it'll be 3-2. Okay. Uh, Sunday evening now. So this is 6 o'clock here in the UK, which will be, I don't know, midday or something in the Americas. Uh, Philadelphia Union versus SKC. This is a big game because SKC are looking to remain top of the, um, you know, the conference against the Philadelphia side. Their playoff spot is on the line. They're going to want to get back to winning ways. Yeah. I I can only see an SKC winner. I'm going to say 2-0 SKC. Hmm. Yeah, I we've gone the same on a lot of these, which normally means it could be quite high scoring okay because <laughs> we there's not really any games that are a bit like iffy. I think SKC will win too. I think it'll be 2-1 to to them. There were some matches on late on Sunday evening. Into Monday morning. Yeah, Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah. Versus FC Dallas. 
I'm going to say I think Vancouver will win this. I like Vancouver at home, and they'll want to get back to winning ways after the Seattle defeat. I think they'll... No, but then it's FC Dallas. I'm going to all. Oh, I'm, getting, no, I'm locking I'm it in. Go two two. Two all. Go on, Vancouver. Two one, Vancouver. I'll oh, stick to it. Could all hinge on that. And Los Angeles Galaxy versus Seattle Sounders. Their comeback is on. Or is it? Because Seattle could be ten for ten at this point. This is this is big. This is a huge moment. Seattle haven't been conceding that many lately, but I think this will be a high-scoring game. I'm going to go, and I'm excited for this because LA Galaxy normally play really late here in the UK, so this is at midnight. Yeah, I'm so going to watch this. This will be on... I'll be watching this. I think... Are you ready? Go on. I think this will be 4-3 to LA Galaxy. Oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> All right, I'll go in favour... I'll go the other way, then. I'll go 4-3 Seattle. Oh, it'll be nil-nil. It'll be nil-nil. That's what's happening this weekend in MLS. Remember, you can send us your predictions, MLS UK Show on Twitter. We've got Facebook as well. Give us a like. And, of course, Instagram. We've got three likes on Facebook. Come on, guys. (laughs) And two of them are in this room. (laughs) No, it's more than that. But come on, seriously, uh, if you could help us out, that would be great. I really appreciate everybody uh, getting involved on Twitter. We're about to hit 5,000 followers on Twitter, which is huge. Because we're in our first season. That is very good. Um, it's it's heating up in MLS we're getting towards the playoffs teams are being eliminated and then just downing tools so we're going to see a lot of goals we'll be be with you right the way through as well I'm excited for this proper playoff run it's hotting up there's teams looking like they might just be scraping in there's DC there's Seattle on the charge can Portland hang on we'll be there right the way through the playoffs right the way through to the final uh, and, and looking ahead into the 2019 season as well Thank you so much for listening to MLS UK show. I'm going to stop you there. Go on. Before we go, we need to complete this feature, which name escapes me right now. What is it called? I I know. It's uh, the feature that's called, we give you the name of a player and who he played at and uh, the clubs he played for and something like that. And then you have to tell us who it is. Something snappy like that. Rolls off the tongue. When we're in our new studio, which I think we'll post a picture of how our studio looks at the moment. We'll post it on our socials this week. Uh, We will get proper production made for that and it will have a proper name. Anyway, so I said that this football player played for Aston Villa, Birmingham and West Brom and now plays in MLS. Did you get it right? The player is... Liam... Ridgewell of Portland Timbers. Yes, Portland Timbers, Liam Ridgewell, who has now played for Portland 90 games. He scored six goals, so he's played more games for Portland than he did for Aston Villa and West Brom. Wow. So he's been there a few years, and he's only 34, so I think he's got a few years left in him. He weren't really playing at the start, but I think he's, he's had a few games recently, but... Yeah, I'll be honest, I don't think his time in MLS is going to continue. Well, with the Portland Timbers anyway. Um, Sign for Colorado, they need a defender. Or San Jose. Don't do that. That's just suicide. Uh, Right, we'll be back next week with more MLS UK show. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.